When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the other side, other side. I was chilling hillside, getting high. Do I ever cross your mind all the time? You know you're my ride or die, ride or die. You was always outside, street lights. Welcome to the IDP show. I'm your host, Joey the Tooth. I'm joined here with my good friends Kyle and Trip. How you doing, guys? Doing good, man. It's uh, it's good to be back after a few weeks off here. Yeah, man. It's, it's almost Halloween. It's beautiful weather around here. It's uh, gr- middle of the season. It's a great time of year. What's the uh, what's the weather at like right now? Oh, it's like in the sixties here, forties oh, at night. Nice. Uh, peak color on the trees. That's yep, really awesome. Same, similar here. We we just lost all our leaves, but my heat just slightly turned on tonight. I was like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Kyle's seen snow already. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to see, uh, was it last week, right? And I was going to work. I took that picture. I'm like, I'm going to send this to Joey. Walking mm-hmm. in the snow, and then um, then it got to 60 degrees like three days later. Then it dropped to 30. And uh, the old, good old UP weather changes by the hour. My furnace has been on for a while, and it actually had to be fixed, which has been a great start to this oh, cold season nice. for me. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 We had a snowstorm once in October. It was like right around uh, Halloween, actually. I think it was two yeah. days before Halloween, and it was so warm the prior days that the snow was so wet. Like we, yeah. it just took trees down, power lines were down. I was without power yeah. for like eleven days. It was miserable. Oh, oh yeah, horrible. I live in like <laughs> I live in like this. The, the outskirts of any town so it's like we're the last place to get power back so Ugh. me and my brother this was years ago me and my brother are sitting on our couch and we're just looking out the window like holy cow look at that snow and then we hear snap and we just see this tree limb right across the power lines like Doosh, and we're just like oh that's gonna take a while oh, <laughs> especially when you know you're gonna be last mm-hmm. too. it's gonna mm-hmm. take off oh, it's so mm-hmm. brutal man I remember right uh, the power went out here last Thanksgiving or the one before, and my in-laws are a couple miles out from me, and uh, they're like the last to get the power on, and they were out of power for like two days, and there at the last point there were six people it said on the on the blip on the the <laughs> We Energies map that weren't without power. And I was like, well, you're you're an elite company at this point. You're you're one one. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. Uh. Well, enough of the weather. Let's let's talk about week eight of the NFL season. So there's quite a bit of injury news that happened in week seven. Uh, let's get started. We'll uh, we'll talk, start with AJ Terrell, cornerback from Atlanta. He's got a hamstring issue. Uh, Trey Hendrickson left with a neck problem. Uh, anybody heard any update as to how long he's going to be out? I know he's going to be out. I saw he he hasn't practiced. Uh, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't practice the last few days, and it they said neck injury slash stinger initially, and um, 
it was kind of positive news initially from yeah. what they had, had first thought, and they just said they were going to monitor his participation through the week, but he hasn't done much. I don't. Yeah, think. yeah, so I don't far. think he practiced again today. So, yeah, not a good sign. No so, plan for no Hendrickson. Uh, Rashawn Gary, any uh, any new news on Rashawn Gary's concussion? Yeah, I looked today. He was in pad of practice today, so he's moving along protocol uh yesterday i think he did like walk through stuff stretches I, I'm, I'm up on the rashawn gary news since oh i know, figured as much <laughs> a local packer fan here <laughs> since you know i got 52 tattooed on my back um yeah <laughs> but no yeah he's uh he, i mean there's still he's still got a couple hurdles yet before he's cleared for sunday night but um yeah Sounds today was, yeah today was another good step for him he's at, at padded practice today uh Cornerback J.C. Jackson of the San Diego Chargers got him – or San Diego Chargers. Whoa, Los oh. Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Date myself. Uh, he goes on IR. He got himself a nice contract this year, and he's out on IR with a knee injury. Uh, Brandon Jones, safety of the Miami Dolphins. This one hurts because of so many shares of Brandon Jones this year. Uh, he was put on IR. It's not season-ending IR from what I understand, correct? It's just it's short ACL. term. It's an ACL. Oh, it is an ACL? Yeah. Oh, it's a yeah. It's like my starting safety in half my leagues. So. Oh, same. <laughs> same. So brutal. Well, moving on from that travesty. Uh, Adoree Jackson, cornerback from uh, the Giants. He had a concu- He left with a concussion on Sunday. I haven't heard much about him. Uh, Drake Greenlaw left with a calf injury. That that could be a, a big problem for the 49ers if he's if he's out because uh what I understand is uh was it um Al Shair, he's out for the season, right? He went on IR at the beginning of the season. Aziz Al Shair. Yeah, they, they, I know that um the last thing I had seen that they um Shanahan didn't expect him to be back after the bye. They still said a few weeks, I don't yeah. know how long, but it oh. didn't sound didn't sound like anytime soon. That could ACL. be a, MCL, I'm sorry. MCL. Yeah. That could be uh, that could be some bad news for the 49ers defense going forward because it's already pretty banged up, especially that secondary. But mm-hmm. uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. safety for the Bucks plays tonight. Well, was supposed to play tonight, but he's out with a concussion. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons left late last week with a uh, ankle injury. Had anybody heard anything about Jeffrey Simmons? I th- thought I saw he was a limited participant in practice i believe i could be wrong i had seen something that he he gutted it out at the end of the game after he got hurt too and then he might be a limit thought i saw he was a limited participant but not 100 percent right now that's just one definitely monitor jeffrey simmons uh practice reps uh shat griffin cornerback for jacksonville is now on ir um Baron, Baron Browning for the Broncos. Uh, we just heard he's expected to miss a couple weeks and with a hip injury, which is terrible news because he had just – his two starts were phenomenal. Like He looked great. And uh, this amazing pass rush of the Broncos has lost two of its top pass rushers now. And yeah. I mean, they still have Nick Benito to step right in, but after, after him and Chubb, it's like now they're incredibly thin. <laughs> so – uh, Frank Clark, Frank Clark. <laughs> so there was a notification on my phone the other day from Sleeper, and it says Frank Clark health status changed from healthy to sus. Like 
Yep, Frank Clark is sucks. <laughs> I tried to screen grab it and share it, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, the guy just can't get it out of his own way. He just needs to. I, I think it's time for the entire NFL to move on from Frank Clark. I mean, <laughs> golly, the guy's just. Ever since he left, I mean, even with Seattle, but ever since, especially since he left Seattle, it's just been like a downward spiral for the guy. He finally puts up one good week last week, and then he gets suspended. It's like, well, <laughs> there you go, Frank. Good job. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> uh, a little bit of trade news. Uh, Robert Quinn gets traded to the Eagles for a fourth-round pick. Great move for the Eagles, honestly, from a pure football standpoint. I mean, you can never have enough pass rushers, and that that Pat, that they lost Barnett to a IR, so he's going to fill that role right away. And – better than Barnett was. I mean, yeah. Quinn still has enough in the tank to actually make a nice impact on that defense. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Graham's playing really well this year coming yep. off ACL and Josh Watt's a good player. And yep. they got yep. Hargrave and Davis and, um, and uh, Milton Williams in the middle. It's just, yep. just loaded. I mean, just, yeah. it's just a flotilla of players coming in for them. Yeah. That, 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 that front office has done <laughs> between the off season and where they're at now. They've done a fantastic job with that Eagles team. Mm-hmm. They really it's, have it's amazing. They have, they have like bad misses like Jalen Rager, yet nonetheless, they're sitting here and they have multiple first round picks next year, right. loaded mm-hmm. roster this year. Um, it's, they it's have crazy. six picks next year with two first rounders, one being the Saints, who are starting Andy Dalton again. It's like yeah. Yeah. you potentially have a top five pick as well as your own pick and potentially win the Super Bowl. It's like, yeah. wow. And their schedule, like for the next eight weeks, is soft. So soft. It's like almost like college grade college. What's going on? (laughs) Like we really wanted to see Jalen Hurts succeed. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, The other IDP trade worth noting is uh, Jonathan Hankins to the Cowboys. Does it do anything to move your rosters? Probably not. Does it help the Cowboys defense? Sure. I mean, their run defense is a little suspect. I mean, if there was one spot where they really needed help, it, I would say it'd be in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, they don't have quite the, the defensive tackle collection that they do at um, at end of this stuff. Yeah, mm. another guy there helps. Uh, and then we have the deadline trade deadlines coming up uh, November first, so expect within this next week to see plenty. Plenty of trades, I'm sure. I mean, it's been a strange football season this year, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some serious shakeups across the league. Well, it's getting exciting. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where the NFL has as many trades as fantasy football. I know it's kind of sweet, know, right? going for multiple picks, and yep. you know, the, there's all kinds of rumors out there. Man, I tell you what, the 49ers better win a Super Bowl within the next year or two because otherwise, they are they have zero draft oh, yeah. picks. They it's like it if you don't win a Super Bowl, yes. it wasn't worth it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. F them picks, <laughs> right? Gosh. <laughs> They had to outbid uh, the Rams. They were yeah. that's that's yeah. where they were bidding against. So, yeah. but now Second, like third, fourth, and a fifth. Yeah. How, how much more fun is the NFL trade deadline now, though? Like oh, last, yeah. last year, like you guys mm-hmm. were like Tripper just saying, like it's more like fantasy. It was it's so cool because it it's uh, definitely times have changed as mm-hmm. far as this deadline goes. Oh so. yeah, back back in the day, it's like trade deadline comes. It's like yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it went. No, we're just gonna the, we're gonna the, grind John, the Jonathan Hankins trade would have would have been headlines. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah, like people lighting up Tom Telesco with the Chargers because he won't make a move. It's like well, that was normal five years ago. Yeah, he's getting killed for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep, absolutely. 
Well, that seems to be it for news and uh, injuries and whatnot. So let's move straight into talk about all 22. How did you guys do this week, this past week? <laughs> well, I think my team qualified for a record this week, which is good. So <laughs> I got DQ the week before that. So I'm making progress. I may I may have up to like two wins by now. So I think my, my big question, guys, is I, I have no idea what to do with sit start in this format. If you guys have any any hints i'll take them <laughs> uh, i just i mean honestly with offensive line i'm just looking up who's got the weakest matchup mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that's, that's the best way i can go about it who's got the weakest matchup other than that it's it's been tough i mean don't listen to me i'm one in six <laughs> so well kyle there i think washed dads is leading the league the washed da- the washed dads are six and one and i nice. don't know how I, oh my gosh. I would love to say i have some advice for your trip there but i don't um i've all i've been doing is making sure i have i try to remember in time to make sure i have a full uh warm bodies. That's right. warm, warm bodies as backups in case they get hurt and mm-hmm. like joey said if i have guys that are grading similarly looking at the matchups and putting one on top of the other depth chart wise um yeah it's I, i've been on the right side of luck i think i said this last time too I, I was really some really close games the last time we did this and it's been the same like i've just been on the right side of five points three to five points the last. i knew it was going to be a bad season when i traded cole holcomb or blake martinez and adoree jackson thinking it was a great move and then blake martinez just getting cut i was like <laughs> that was brutal yeah yeah so other than that yeah i've been trying to hit waivers as much as possible it's just so i i I can find some healthy bodies i mean i my center position's terrible uh tackles spotty and i always pick the wrong person it's like man I've, I try to I, like. I literally writing my article. Pay attention to offensive line matchups. So I'm like, all right, well, let's pay pay attention to a defensive line matchup. Mm-hmm. How can I go wrong? Because I do good with picking D linemen. How do I do so bad picking O linemen? <laughs> I just don't get it. But uh, we'll get there, man. We'll get right. there. It's learning process. We'll it's yeah, a whole new yeah. format. It's really yeah. it's different. It is. <laughs> well, normally this would be where we step in and we take our listener questions, but. Apparently, we don't have any listener questions. <laughs> Hopefully, that doesn't mean we don't have any listeners. To all of you, I love you who are listening. Thank you. Uh, so let's go right into uh, the waivers for this week. Uh, Kyle, you want to talk about your waiver article? Who do you sure. got listed? Sure, yeah. We'll just we'll cover a couple here. Um, at linebacker, uh, the first guy I covered, this is a reoccurring player here from all the news that surrounded this guy, is Deion Jones for the Cleveland Browns. Um, I talked about him when he was looking at coming back from the IR in Atlanta, and then he moved to Cleveland. We talked about that. Now we finally got to see him on the field in week seven. Uh, he played 33 snaps, 52%, five five tackles, four souls, a tackle for loss. Um, it was nice to see him out there, get his feet wet, a little bit of production. And Jacob Phillips, unfortunately, got hurt. Uh, peck injury out for the year. And uh, I believe our buddy Mike Wallert said Deion Jones was rotating the dot with him uh, during – last week so it sounds like Deion Jones uh could inherit the uh the play calling duties here going forward so um I mean if he's still floating around your waiver wire like I said in the article um I'd scoop him up because he, he has the potential to be a, a nice high impact player at this point in the season if he does seize this full-time role as the play caller um another uh linebacker I highlighted uh since we talked about Dre Greenlaw this was like the 
warm body production pick of all warm body production picks, and that's <laughs> Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. Uh-huh. Um, Dre Greenlaw hurt his calf, came out. Flanagan Fowles played 36 snaps, 56%. So literally didn't do much at all, two tackles. Um, not not great, but um, <laughs> if if uh, Greenlaw is out, he looks like the favorite to, to slide in because Aziz Alshair will be out. But it'll probably be Oren Burks just to haunt me because I wrote up Flanagan Falls reluctantly, and Oren Burks was one of my favorite Packer picks when we took him on Vanderbilt, and he never amounted to what I was hoping. So. Anything at all. Anything at all. But like you know, Trip said we before, it's warm body production season, so um, there's a deep league dart throw if you have to have. One. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Ed Rushers. Uh, I wrote up Justin Houston. He came back from his groin injury. He only played 16 snaps. He had two sacks. Um, coming back from his grind, I thought, you know, maybe they were putting him on a snap count. Jason Pierre Paul played uh, considerably more. He didn't do much. He hasn't done much the past few games. Um, it, as far as pressure wise, um, watching the game tonight, it looks like Houston's still on, um, still on a, a pass rush, a pass rushing role predominantly here. Um, he did get a sack. So I guess, um, you know, it's worth to see if his if his role builds back up because he's been fantastic. Uh really at 33 years old. It's pretty amazing. A 14.9% pressure rate, and this would be his fifth sack of the year tonight. So well, we'll just gotta keep an eye on the reps he's getting. Um and then another one, um, Shelby Harris for the Seahawks, uh in true position leagues where he has defensive tackle uh eligibility. Um, I, I like him this week going up against the Giants. Uh, he, he's been playing really well lately. He had a sack in week six, and he's had eight pressures over his last two games. So he, mm. he's been playing mm-hmm. pretty well. Um, so, yeah, I like him as a sneaky little pickup in D-tackle leagues. Defensive backs, Monty Hooker came back um, after missing the last few weeks. He came Killed back it. from – Yeah, just crushed it. Came back out of the bye, um, played all 64 snaps, played 61 of his snaps in – in the slot in box areas. He was, he was their slot guy slash mm-hmm. extra box defender. Um, and 10 tackles, nine souls, a tackle for loss, fumble recovery. Love that role. Love to see him back. And, um, Keanu Neal was, he's playing tonight, um, with Anton Winfield out. Um, he played a lot lat or he plays, he's going to play a lot tonight. Last week he played a lot with Logan Ryan out. So it's going to be Keanu Neal and Mike Edwards there tonight. Um, he was another guy I liked and, that covers it, man. I love Deion Jones. I love I love the spot where he is because in Cleveland, so his off year last year with uh, Atlanta, his past two seasons, he spent so much time near the line of scrimmage. Like it was his last two years, he had over 80 pass rush snaps mm-hmm. each season. Over the previous four seasons, I think he had 90 pass rush snaps combined. Right. So, and those were the seasons where he was killing it. So obviously Deion Jones is best when he's back in coverage a little more. He doesn't have to worry about rushing the passer. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, he he got a couple of sacks, but when he's sitting back, he's getting tackles. He he's not the greatest at taking angles to the football. So maybe when he's sitting back more in coverage, he can use his athleticism to make up for maybe sure. taking a poor angle. Mm-hmm. So I think in Cleveland, you have Jeremiah Wusakoromora, who's going to be that guy who's going to be taking the pass rush snaps. I think he he's just he's kind of a bully inside, and he's got the speed and whatnot. So I think it's actually a very good landing spot for Deion Jones for the rest of the season, especially now that Jacob Phillips is out. Yeah, so. no, dude, I, I'm with you, man. I, and if you can grab him, I mean, right now it that's a it's a really nice pickup, man. And uh, I mean, I know Sione Taki Taki's been getting some snaps lately, but. 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I mean, here, Taki Taki, I think of the man show, Taki Taki Taki. Yeah, yeah, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm with you on Deion Jones, man. I'm, uh, I like to spot in Cleveland for him. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see if he can, uh, you know, get back to form here and uh, back to the Deion Jones that, that we like here for IDP, right? I hope so. So, Trip, how are you reading the defense this week? <laughs> well, the topic that I'm looking at this week, uh, it's a little bit obscure maybe, but something that interests me and the game that's on made me think of it, but it's to look at Antoine Winfield and his deployment in this defense. And hmm. he's not playing, so we really don't get to get the <laughs> the visualization that we might have liked. But um, I don't think that a lot of folks know that he's basically the nickel this year and not hmm. playing a lot of safety. Hmm. And they have the starting safeties have been uh, Mike Edwards and Keanu Neal lately. And prior to Neal playing, they were used, he was the fourth safety and Logan Ryan was the third safety. Uh, so anytime they're going to nickel, they're, they're moving Antoine Winfield into the slot. Uh, which is, I think, an interesting development. And I think it fits with the broader uh, trend in the NFL that we're seeing with more and more too high safety sets. And so it begs the question, if both safeties are back, well, what safety is the one who's playing in the box and covering the tight ends? And how are they doing that? And it's Antoine Winfield's doing that a lot. And his production has been basically the same on mm-hmm. tackles. He's on pace to match his career high in tackles at 94. He has already exceeded his career high in, in tackles for loss and matched his career high in sacks, which is kind of fascinating because we're talking about a guy that is a nickel, a slot defender. And and uh, I think that IDP players are still in the mindset that anybody who is a quote-unquote cornerback is somehow – subpar and shouldn't be considered in those leagues that mix safeties and cornerbacks. So meanwhile, IDP darling, Jesse Bates is 106 in total scoring on mm-hmm. our football guys website. Mm-hmm. And Antoine Woodfield, if he had, if wasn't here missing games would be really high. The not the, of course the number one overall scorer among defensive backs right now is Legereus need a slot mm-hmm. defender. Yep. And uh, he, of course, is fueled in part by the three and a half sacks. But I think that's what's really interesting is that with with both Justin Reed playing back along with Juan Thornhill is that uh, schematically these defenses need to have a, a seventh guy at least available to provide run support and to join the box. And you're seeing a lot and more and more teams use their nickel to do this. And there was an interesting article by Bill Parcells on the 33rd team at uh, the beginning of the season, talking about the nickel being the most valuable player on the defense. And you wonder how much hyperbole that is because most teams don't have a nickel as full-time player, but here we go. You got Antoine Winfield, one of the best players, if not the best player on the Tampa Bay defense, and they've moved him into the nickel. And Legereus Need looks like one of the best players in Kansas city's defense right now. And that leads us to Isaiah Simmons, which is a really fascinating topic for me. I, I think from a fantasy standpoint, he's just dead to us, right? He's not even playing full time. <laughs> but it's interesting that he's playing the nickel role, just like Antoine Winfield is, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's, you know, not as much, obviously not as many snaps. He's still getting some linebacker snaps because he's a different player. But I think it's really fascinating. And I'm wondering how much it portends for the future of, of defensive schemes and in the NFL, because I think we're seeing fewer box safeties. So you've got... um you know, one of the best ones we talked about in terms of scoring was Brandon Jones, who just popped mm-hmm. an ACL and is now on IR. And so there's fewer teams running single high and having a box safety and more teams running too high, not having that box safety. 
lot of people picked guys like Jordan Poyer. And uh, if it wasn't for the big plays, he wouldn't be anywhere near where he is because his tackle production has been a fraction of what it's been mm-hmm. in the past, in large part because he's playing deep. So I'm writing about I'm writing up about those guys and just kind of thinking about like what it means for the for the future of the NFL and the future of IDP production and and just really it's more of an exploratory article I think than anything because it's, <coughs> it's kind of in new ground in a way with the you seeing Antoine Winfield move over I think is. Is, is a pretty significant shift that folks aren't really thinking about. I think folks are used to the stereotype of uh, the, the most famous nickel cornerback ever might be nickel Roby Coleman, who was, <laughs> you know, yeah. who was called yeah. out on yeah. hard knocks for having the same name as this position. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> because you think about these little five foot eight shifty guys that match yep. up with the Hunter Redfros of the world. And, and the position has really changed, especially more and more teams are playing zone. Right. Um, not that many teams need a five foot eight man cover guy in the slot because not that many teams are playing um cover one anymore right uh, so that's what i'm exploring um I, I i really haven't reached a ton of conclusions on fantasy but it's you, you had kenny moore last year with uh, mm-hmm. i think the second overall finish playing in the nickel in indy mm-hmm. and now we have legeris dean first overall i think it's something that that um people are just kind of i don't know if people think it's a fluke but it's just not generating a lot of coverage and so I'm covering it and trying to figure out what it means. It's kind of fun uh, to watch teams get aggressive with their, with their slot corners. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, like so Winfield, his, he's reaching career high sack numbers, Legereus Sneed, Kenny Moore. He was always good at blitzing the quarterback from the slot. Uh, even if you look back, uh, Kawan Williams with the 49ers, he was even good at blitzing the quarterback from the, from the nickel. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just fun watching teams actually splitting the two high and then getting aggressive with their, with their slot corners. It's kind of fun to watch. It is. It's definitely a progression of the game. Yeah. That's a big factor too, is I think for, for IDP purposes is which one's blitz. Right. You got guys like Kyler Gordon who basically doesn't ever blitz. Right. Who's a nickel. He's, you know, playing most of his snaps in the nickel, even though he's the starting quarterback in base. And so they said interesting for fantasy, but without those, without that added juice, the pass rush is not the same. Right. The Jerry Sneed is like, I, I can't remember if it's second or third on blitz attempt. Yeah. Right. Maybe second after Buda Baker and the Brandon Jones, who's missed like a game and a half is third. And so <laughs> it's interesting. And you know, I think that's where a lot of the juice comes from. So that's the exciting piece of it for sure. Hmm. No, I, I love this idea, man. And it's, uh, I think it's a great piece to, like you said, explore an exploratory piece because we see all this too high now and how it's changing things. And, and what does it mean for our game that we play? And like you said, the, the watching guys like Antoine Winfield go to the nickel and then we see Jerry Sneed lighting it up. And like, so, and then there's going to be probably situations where these guys are playing the nickel the, the, in schemes that are more valuable. Like you said, that blitz more and, where can we find the advantage there and stuff? And that's, uh, that's super interesting. I'm looking forward to reading it. And uh, that's, that's, that's a really cool topic trip. I dig it, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You bet. All right. Now we're going to move to some, some of my favorite streaming edge and IDLs for the week. Uh, Trip, I'm actually going to talk about one of your guys from the Dallas Cowboys. I was uh, talking to you before we started the show about how I really enjoy their their pass rush. I mean, it's it's just it's stacked. I mean, you have Dante Fowler Jr. who's playing a part time role. He's actually the guy I want to talk about. So you have Fowler, Micah Parsons, Dorrance Armstrong Jr., Sam Williams, and Demarcus Lawrence. All five have actually been productive within their own right this season. So Dante Fowler 
he had his one breakout season with the Rams. I mean, he was fantastic. Got a big contract with the Falcons and then just fell off the face of the earth. He's pretty much proven that when he's not playing next to Aaron Donald, he should not be a premier pass rusher. He should be in a rotation specifically used for pass rush. And that's exactly what the Cowboys are doing. He's only been on the field for 30% of the team snaps. 70% of those snaps have been pass rush snaps, though. And as a result, his pass rush grade is at a career high 74.5. So he has in only 30% snap share. He has 14 pressures and three sacks in six games. So he's going up against the Bears, who have given up the most sacks in the league. I think with I think it's 26 or 27. So I mean, honestly, if you if you need somebody to stream real quick, I mean, Fowler has a good shot of hitting home. I mean. I just I think it's a it's a great matchup. It's gonna they're they're gonna get at least four or five sacks. I I can see at least so Fowler has a good chance of getting one of them. Yeah, it's, it's um I saw a chart the other day. I think I tapped the like button on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it showed um, pass rush. What is it? It's projected sack rate. That's what it was called. Projected sack rate is by a guy that I had not followed prior, um, and I think his name is Hayden Winks and. He mm-hmm. works for underdog fantasy, I think. And he, I just, you know, he's doing for offense only. So he's thinking about his chart. His chart was for just team defense. And so he had a sack points. He, he plotted points, projected points against versus projected sack win rate. And it was like the ever, 31 teams were on the left side of the chart. The Cowboys were on the far right of the chart because the projected <laughs> sack rate against the Bears is just astronomical. <laughs> yes. So yes. it's like, so anybody who doesn't have a stud to roll out this week might be wise just to plug in whatever Cowboys lineman they have yeah. because they could just get ugly against the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And then, like, you know, there, you take that and pair it with, like Joey said, Fowler's getting pass rush snaps. and You know, you, you might not get a, a, a huge volume or anything, but they're going to be getting out. He's going to be getting after it when he's out there. So mm-hmm. I like that. Take a shot. Why not, right, if you need a guy? Yeah, and this is a little like the Eagles in that they're just rolling guys through. Right, and exactly. That's the tough part about it, but they have the firepower. They're just hitting and hitting and hitting. Yep. So. Uh, at the interior, uh, I'm looking at Grover Stewart of the Colts. Uh, he's coming off a 12 tackle game. Crazy. <laughs> he's got from the from the interior. He's got one of the highest tackle floors in the league. I mean, he's averaging five tackles a game. I know 12 came in that last game, but even still, he was he was he's just been yeah. pretty dominant in the middle he's he's a space eater he's he doesn't really provide much pass rush presence but he's a space eater and he once he gets his hands on you you're not getting away uh he sees plenty of playing time he's played 66 percent of the team snaps so far this season uh he even has had some recent pass rushing success only two pressures but he still has two sacks in the past four games and uh that's one off of his career high of three so <laughs> Is it something to look at as can he replicate? Maybe not, but DeForest Buckner's been kind of uh, off this year, so Grover Stewart's kind of picking up that slack. Uh, during that same four-game span, he has 23 tackles. So he, he's, just a, he's just a monster in the middle when it comes to, to his run defense. I mean, he, he takes on double teams all the time. He's got a nice swim move to break in between them. Uh, he gets to take on the Washington Commanders in Week 8. Pass defense has been terrible. They're ranked, I think, second in the in the league and or third most sacks given up with twenty four. Uh, they're becoming a little more run dominant with uh, 
Brian Robinson in. So that really raises Grover Stewart's floor. So he's got that hot, that super high tackle floor with some pretty decent pass rush success recently. So that going up against the poorest commander's offensive line. I mean, you could definitely have a worse streamer at your IDL position. So yeah. I'd roll out Grover Stewart. Yeah, Chase Rulia, who is the starting center for the uh, at the beginning of the season for the Commanders, is out. He, I, he's out for a long time, if not the whole year. Mm. And then you got uh, you mentioned Brian Robinson. He had twenty carries for seventy three yards last year. Last right. year, they're just determined just to mm-hmm. pl- you know pummel him against a brick wall if necessary right. because they don't mm. want uh, Tyler Haneke, the backup quarterback, throwing the ball forty times. Right. And so yeah, it, it sets up well for for Stewart to to have a high floor game, a lot of tackles. And you know, it's the sacks are hard to predict for a nose tackle, but it's, it's right. a solid bet there with, with um, like you mentioned, the starting center being out. So, uh, yeah, I like it. <clears throat> He's literally eating everything, blocks, tackles, <laughs> yeah, whatever. So And anything. Oh. Look, look at that. I mean, He's, he's just massive. He's hungry. <laughs> he's he's hungry, eating. man. Roll him up. <laughs> uh, and then my favorite sleeper of the week is uh, – Edge rusher Joseph Osai from the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he has now every opportunity to succeed. Uh, Trey Hendrickson's likely out this week. And Osai came in and played 13 snaps last Sunday, created two pressures, and came away with a sack. Uh, he's an explosive athlete. Even though he's coming off an injury, still looked great on his sack last week. He had a beautiful spin move to get to the outside. And uh, I think Osai giving... The majority of the now vacant snaps with Hendrickson gone, I think he's just got an opportunity to really light it up on the outside. Um, they get the Browns. I mean, they're middle of the road and in, uh, in sacks given up. They've only given up 14 this year, but I still like Osai this week, mainly because of his volume. And I mean, it's a sleeper. So what are you looking for from your sleeper? If you can come away with even just one sack, then it's a hit. So I like Joseph Osai this week. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I actually wrote up Osai too in my waiver article, um, so I'm right there with you. Too, man. I, I've been a long. I was a fan of Osai at Texas. I, I liked, really liked him uh, coming out, and uh, he had switched roles there, and, and was a inexperienced as a pass rusher his last year at Texas, and really came a long way. And then he like lit up the preseason in 2021, and then unfortunately got hurt, and missed all of last year. So to see him back and and getting in the sack column, he got a sack shortly after Hendrickson went out. And mm-hmm. um, you're talking about that highlight of him, that spin move. He comes from inside, spins out, and gets after him. He's got juice. And um, yeah, I, I really like Osai here. If if Hendrickson's out, he sh- he should get um, you know a, a little bump in work, and he's got a good chance to get home because the the dude the dude can play. Um, mm-hmm. Third round pick. Um, productive player in college uh, and showed what he could do last year before he got hurt. And, you know, he got, he got home for one last week here. So let's see if he can, uh, you know, get, get home for another one. And then looking at the IDL for my sleepers, uh, I went with Devon Hamilton for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he had a bit of a slow start to this season. Uh, first three games, he only played 41% of the team's snaps. But over the past four, he's seen a spike in playing time, and he's now up to 62.25% of the team's snaps over those four games. Uh, during that span, he's averaging almost five tackles a game. He has 19 tackles in those four games. Uh, he's been racking up pressures, too. He doesn't have a single sack, but he does have seven pressures in his last three games, and he's been making his living in the backfield, so... 
uh, he gets to he draws the Broncos in Week Eight, and they've just been horrendous. They've given up the six most sacks with twenty one. Their running game has not been great. Uh, I, I just I think with how well Hamilton's been playing and how much the Broncos have been struggling, I think this is just a real recipe for success for him. That's interesting. I'm curious to see how that game goes. That'll be a I think that's a tough game to call. You got two teams that have kind of an identity crisis right now. Are they? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, th- that, I guess. Um, are you expecting that to be more of a downhill game for the Broncos, where there's a lot of run defense snaps for easy about eating run defense? Or are you looking? I think I think it's going to have to be because yeah. uh, is, is Russell Will- yeah. Russell Wilson said he's going to play, but. What I saw was trending in the right direction, so it's still yeah. he's, he's still going to be hampered by the hamstring. Yeah. Though, so I, I I don't think they're going to try to unleash him as much as they normally do. So, I think it's a good chance for Hamilton to eat up some some run snaps. Mm-hmm. They're going to let Russ marinate instead of. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Russ! They just need a lot of simmer. So it makes, there you go. Speaking of Russ, I just like it makes you wonder: was it Pete Carroll? Because look at Geno Smith. I mean, basically, they've said that, haven't they? They basically said that Geno is running Russ's offense and basically yeah. doing it better. And I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like they've said it. I feel I don't know if they're throwing shade or if they really believe it. Rashad Penny came on the the, the mic a couple of weeks ago, and he said that um, the reason he was running so well is because he wasn't getting jerked around on audibles by the quarterback. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's something else up there. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, he was dealing, man. He really is, man. He made he made this throw where he was rolling to his left, and he he came back and he threw across his body on the run yeah. and threw a freaking dime. And I was how like, about, wait a minute, who? That, how about how about his? What was his quote? Like everybody wrote me off and I forgot to write back. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. come on, man. everyone wrote me off and I didn't write back. That is so. At good. that moment, he should have just walked away. I was just like, yeah. He so pretty good. much did. I mean, he came yeah. up with it on the fly on a sideline reporter. It was awesome. Yeah. Right at the end of the game. Beautiful. Oh, my God. That yes. sideline reporter was probably so like, mm, yeah, very nice. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, he just ended that reporter's career right there. Yep. That reporter's like, I, I can't respond. I don't have a response to you. That was perfect. Um, back to you guys. That's right. <laughs> Still good. All right. So those are our, our, our three articles for the week. You can find them all on footballguys.com. Trips reading the defense, Kyle's waiver wire article, and my IDL and edge streamers of the week. Uh, now it's, we're going to move on to where we like to talk about our favorite sleepers of the week, our IDP sleepers. Uh, Kyle, let's start with you. Who do you got? All right, man. Uh, this week I got Adrian Phillips, safety for the New England Patriots. Um, so Kyle Duggar hurt his ankle on Monday night. Uh, he hasn't practiced yet this week. It He's looking pretty iffy for Sunday. Um, Phillips, uh, he has a 73% snap share in the season, so <clears throat> snaps have been a little up and down. But uh, the last time Duggar was out in week three was Phillips' only game where he did play 100% of the snaps. So last time he was out, you know, was a full-time role there for Phillips, which is awesome. Um, like I said, his snaps been a little up and down, but as far as his uh, where he's playing is pretty ideal because 77% of his snaps this season have been in the the old IDP sweet spot, the box slot defensive line. So you love that. So pairing uh, his usage with uh, potentially bigger role if Duggar's out, 
Um, I, I, I like him this week. He did uh, ding up his shoulder. He's been limited at practice this week, so that's something to watch. But, I mean, if uh, – so, so you definitely want to keep an eye on what he does tomorrow and, and how that's training. But if Duggar is out and it doesn't look great, uh, Phillips could be a, a nice little play, uh, could, could be available in you know, a pretty decent amount of leagues considering he hasn't really been lighting it up this year um, as far as – uh, production goes, but um, yeah, just I, I got him in a few spots. I picked him up in a, in a couple of leagues where he was available, and uh, a couple of rosters where I haven't been using him. I'm gonna look to use him this week if Duggar's out. I love that the IDP sweet spot is anything but safety, right? <laughs> we want to say anything that's not deep. Just doesn't play safety anywhere else is fine. That's yeah, sweet spot. <laughs> love it, absolutely. <laughs> Trip, what do you got, bud? <laughs> so I'm looking at Jamin Davis from the Washington Commanders this week for mm-hmm. uh, for a sleeper. Uh, we've got Cole Holcomb as two days in a row without practicing, so that might be it might be simple math right there. Because if Cole Holcomb doesn't doesn't suit up, then Jamin Davis is a fantastic play against the mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts. But even if he does suit up, I think that Davis is a pretty good play. His his snap load has fluctuated up and down a bit. I think he's gradually getting better. And against the Colts, this is a team that they have an they're going to play Sam Ellinger this year, this week instead of Matt Ryan. So they're going to need somebody to spy the quarterback. Yes. I really think that the yes. Colts are going to spend a lot of time trying to run the ball as much as they can. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to reestablish the rhythm that they had last year in their offense, especially late last year when they would give Carson Wentz like 20 you know, attempts a game at that. And so I think that's what they want to do. And I think that Ellinger gives them a chance to do that because he threatens mm-hmm. defenses with his feet. And I think you need a guy like Jimmy Davis, who's athletic and can mm-hmm. run Ellinger down to to be out there. And so I'm looking for a heavy workload for Davis, whether or not Holcomb plays, but obviously, especially if, if, Hol- if Holcomb plays, uh, the, 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 um, the Colts give up, uh, it's a, it's a funny way of saying it, right? The Colts give up the most points in the NFL to inside opposing inside linebackers, <laughs> uh, fantasy points that is. And so this is, this is a great opportunity for a guy that probably isn't a regular starter for you to, to step up and be that this week. <clears throat> nice. I like it. Uh, my sleeper of the week is actually one of the guys I was just talking about, Joseph Osai. Uh, with, if Hendrickson doesn't play, Osai is going to have a heavy workload, and uh, I'd love to see his athleticism have a volume roll off the edge. Especially with Sam Hubbard, he doesn't really provide too much pass rush presence. So having Osai, he's going to be needed to provide that presence. So I like Osai this week against Cleveland. Yeah, I dig that, man. I'm, I'm more Osai. We need more Osai, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting matchup to see how he goes up with Jedrick Willis. Yeah. And do they run at him a lot, or is he able to get past? A lot of it's going to be game script dependent, I think. Yeah. Just to see if the Bengals can get up on him. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. All right, so this is the time of the show where we'd like to talk some some dad jokes, a couple <laughs> of dad jokes. Who wants to start us off this week? You want me, you want me to start it off? Go yeah, I got a quick yeah. one. We'll go. All right, I'll never buy Velcro again. It's such a ripoff. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. All right, I, I'll go. I'll probably botch this, but <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a Frenchman wearing sandals? What? Philippe, Philippe, flop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Well, I'm ashamed ashamed to say I had a couple of good ones bookmarked on on Twitter that were actually football jokes. I don't know what happened to them. I screwed up that. (laughs) So I'm going to give a shout out to the the football guys discord, which has a, you call it a channel, a discord channel reserved specifically for dad jokes. And for those of y'all who are listening, uh, Joey does in fact post his from time to time there. So I'll go with a couple here that have been since he posted, he might not have seen that I thought were pretty good. So the first one is uh, a gentleman by the name of Knox Duff posted just this morning. And his joke is, so the cashier said, strip down facing me. By the time I realized she was talking about my debit card, it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. So I asked my wife what she wanted for her anniversary. She said, nothing would make me happier than diamonds. So I got her nothing. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh. What do you call a bundle of hay in church? <laughs> Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, he played Batman. I mean, <laughs> in American Psycho. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Here's another one, and I just realized it's by the same guy, Knox Duff. So nice. Shout out to you, boss. <laughs> his um his joke is my insurance just asked what color my car was. Whoa, I thought you were progressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, my last one. Uh I went to McDonald's the other day and I ate a kid's meal. His wife, his mother wasn't happy. <laughs> All right. My last one actually is uh it's Halloween themed. So nice. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it so cheap to throw a party at a haunted house? Hmm? Because the ghosts bring all the booze. (laughs) (laughs) I I like it. I like it. Why do you never see an elephant hiding in a tree? Because they're good at it. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's from Nick's 455 on the Football Guys Discord chat. Well done, guys. Well done. Anybody who subscribes to the Football Guys, go into the Discord and check out the Dad Joke chat. It's actually right. quite good. It I is. think that's the majority of my visits to the football guys. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we'd like to thank you guys for joining us on the week eight preview for the IDP show. Why don't you guys, uh, you guys got any special plugs you want to have or talk about any of your articles a little more? Or... Tell well, us where we can find you. You can, yeah, you can, you can find me all my stuff over at football guys. Um, I write the IDP waiver wire article it comes out Tuesday morning, generally. Um, and then uh, I got to uh, adjust my ranks here. I'm um, due to uh, give the old dynasty ranks a shuffle because they, you know, things change and then they change again and then they change the next hour. So <laughs> I'm going to do that here this weekend. And uh, I usually jump in on the college uh, football roundtable because I've been been able to catch a lot of a lot of college games this year. So I've been enjoying that. But yeah, that's that's what I got going on. Nice. I've been sticking to the reading the defense column. I did redraft ranks this year, and as y'all might know, I was focused on dynasty ranks, but 
prior to this year, but really thought I'd dig into the redraft uh, scene a little bit more this year, work harder at that. And so the nice part of that is that that ends, you know, September. <laughs> I don't have to worry about so much anymore. <laughs> but nice. I really respect that you're still on your dynasty ranks here midseason because that, that was actually, I was kvetching on Twitter the other day about that too, is I think that IDP community in general is a little slow to incorporate new information. So I'm glad to see you're <clears> keeping <throat> those things up and rolling with them. You know, I think we get stuck on our priors sometimes and I don't hear the, the big news like the Deion Jones back and forth and things like that. So I think it's awesome. You're jumping on it. I commend you for it. So I think everybody should come on over to footballguys.org. We have like, or .com. We got what three or four guys doing dynasty ranks. We got we had eight guys doing redraft rankings at one point. Yeah, well, we got just we got five doing dynasty ranks. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, it's just one heck of a team, and it's really fun. And and it's it's um you know it's it I think it really boosts everybody up and mm-hmm. it provides you mm-hmm. incentive. It provides you kicking the pants to really do your best. And I think I think it's it's pretty awesome. I saw a dude in the. Um, Football guys forum. There's an IDP forum at Football Guys, old school forum like they had before freaking Facebook and whatnot. And I still am on that because I'm old, right? So I enjoy mixing up with those guys. And uh, and they, and one of them was crediting us because you know just the number of articles that came out. We had like 27 articles come out in the month of August, and you know no other site had. Uh, you know, most other sites that had IDB content had like, you know, small fraction of that. So it's really been awesome to be just a part, a part of this team. I've enjoyed having you all as teammates now too. It's been, Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been excellent coming over. I mean, the entire staff's fantastic. Everybody bounces ideas off each other. It's incredibly inclusive. Like they they have ideas, things they want to do with the team and they include everybody. They say, Hey, what do you guys think of this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, can we do this? Can we push this some more? Will you help us do it? It's just like, it's not like, all right, do this, write your articles. It's like, it's actually, it's fun. It's, it's, it's just a great place to be. I really enjoy it. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. So join us again in week 12. Uh, I'm Joy the Tooth. You can find me at Joy the Tooth IDP. Kyle Bellafuel, correct? Yes. Nailed it, man. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> K-Bell, K-Bell, K-Bell 54. Golly. Yeah, I know. I know. Trip, Trip. I'm going to actually, I'm going to throw you some truth. I actually don't know your last name. <laughs> That's all right. That's important. That's Brebner. It's another mouthful you know, know that. It's right in our, it's our, ba- it's in our base camp. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, we can find you. It's at Dynasty Trip. Yes, sir. At, no, just at that Dynasty Trip on Twitter. Nice. I had to, I signed up for that account like five years ago because one of my leagues, I had never been on Twitter before. And somebody says, We want our group chat to be on Twitter. I'm like, Are You kidding me? Like, why? Sign up for another social media app. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Somehow I've taken to it. So. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in week 12. I'm a stranger to love, ain't no stranger to